helped me. I believe that uh, God has put her in my life for a season such as this. Amen. Amen. And I thank God for her and for her willingness to, to, to be here even on today. And uh, as she mentioned before, she had just had surgery not too long ago. And, and, uh, and I'm going to let her give her testimony one of these times. She's got to give it one of these times. But if you only heard uh, what it is that God has done for her, I, I know that you'd be as excited yeah. as I am to have her here on today. Yeah. So she's going to get that opportunity real soon. Look at her and say real soon. Real soon. Real soon. Real soon. Amen. Certainly want to thank God for the fathers in the house. Give God a hand clap of praise for the Amen. We thank God for each and every one of you and your willingness to serve in that capacity. Amen. 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 We know that's a full-time job. Oh, God. No benefits. Amen. Amen. But you give, you are the benefit. Amen. Oh, that's good. For for that and that role that you serve. Uh, Certainly want to thank God for that. Um, We won't be before you long because uh, we certainly ate breakfast this morning. Amen. I've been looking around and even myself, I started. And I think on the grits of Jesus. Amen. And all that He's given to me. My soul. Yes, Yes, Lord. And so I have to, I have to say, I have to say. Um, thank God for that beautiful breakfast this morning. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, ladies, ladies, for doing that for us, and uh, we appreciate you. Amen. Amen. So, not to be before you long, but I'm going to read this long scripture. Amen. But we're going to get on through here, and then we're going to shout our way over about how we made it over. Is that all right? All right. Now, if y'all say amen, uh, we'll get out of here way quicker. Y'all make me belabor these points. It's your fault. Look at your neighbor and say, you better say amen. You better say amen. I mean, best say it. Amen. They don't look. You give them a look. Come on now. Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15, verses 11 through 32. Amen. Luke chapter 15, verses 11 through 32. Just some flipping. So, with a, a, a one second for you all, um, if you don't find it in that, um, I'm serving this on the screen. Amen. 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 We got it there for you. And if it's not up there, I'll, I'll promise to read it as it is written. Luke 15, chapters, Luke 15, verses 11 through 32. Told you those grits. Amen. The grits, Jesus. Luke 15, verses 11 to 32, and it reads, And he said, A man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the estate that falls unto me. So he divided his wealth between them, and not many days later the younger son gathered everything and went on a journey into a distant country. And there he squandered his estate with loose living. Now, when he had spent everything, a severe famine occurred in that country, and he began to be impoverished. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, 
and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would have gladly filled his stomach with the pods that the swine were eating, and no one was giving anything to him. But when he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired men have more than enough bread, and I am dying here with hunger? I will get up and go to my father, and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven, and in your sight I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired men. So he got up and went and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion for him and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, quickly, bring out the best robe. Look at somebody say, best robe. Best robe. And put it on him and put a ring on his hand. Say, ring on his hand. And sandals on his feet. And bring the fattened calf. Kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For the son of mine was dead and has come back to life again. He was lost and has been found. And they begin to celebrate. Verse 25. Now his older son was in the field. And when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. And he summoned one of the servants and began inquiring what these things could be. And, and he said to him, your brother has come and your father has killed the fattened calf because he, was, because he has received him back safe and sound. But he became angry and was not willing to go in. And the father came out and began pleading with him. But he answered and said to his father, Look, so for so many years I have been serving you, and I have never neglected a command of yours. And yet you have never given me a young goat, so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, who has devoured your wealth with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you have always been with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice, for this brother of yours was dead, and has begun to live, and was lost, and has been found. If you would please look at your neighbor real quick, look at your neighbor real quick, and say, What a daddy's love will do. If they don't look too nice or too friendly, look, look at another neighbor. I say, what a daddy's love will do. What a daddy's love will do. What a daddy's love will do. Bow your heads for a word of prayer. Father, we thank you right now, God, for this word. We thank you right now for this opportunity to be here once again in your presence, Father. Father, we pray right now that you would hide me behind the illuminating shadow of the cross. God, we pray right now that everything that is said would be pleasing unto your sight, God. And Father, we ask right now that you would be here, a fence all around us, God that you would protect us from all hurt, harm, and danger, that the enemy would not get any play here, and that every word that come out of, out of this mouth, God, that it will be acceptable unto thy sight. Oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. God, we give you praise and glory. We count it all done. And all joy in Jesus' name, amen. 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 What a daddy's love will do. What a daddy's love will do. This is a very familiar passage of scripture. I know that most of you have, have heard this scripture before and 
if you if you haven't studied it yourself, you've heard it in sermons or at church before. And, and typically, this particular passage of scripture is dealt with uh, from one perspective. That is the perspective of the prodigal son. That word prodigal simply refers to the son's level uh, of wastefulness, his extravagance, and his recklessness. It, 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 he is the prodigal son because he likes to, to, to have the finer things and, and he likes to live the life the way he wants to live it. And so he becomes the prodigal son, known as the prodigal son. And, and the text is often preached from that perspective of the younger son because he is in fact, the biggest personality that we see here. He is the biggest personality that we see in the text. But there are actually three perspectives that bear mentioning. Three perspectives that bear mentioning in this text. And in fact, I'm in the process of, of, of writing a, 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 a series on this particular text because it, I find all of these personal personalities Fascinating. All of the personalities fascinating. So there is first the prodigal son. We are familiar with the prodigal son and the story of the prodigal son. We just read his story. Then there is the perspective of the young of the older son. Mm -hmm. The older son, which we find fascinating as well. And then there is the perspective of the father. That's good. And 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 the text is often preaching the perspective of the younger son, but today, if you would allow me. Just a couple minutes. I want to preach this from the perspective of the father. Because in this text, there are some interesting things that this father brings out that we need to understand in terms of what a daddy's love will do. Look at somebody and say, what a daddy's love will do. On this morning, I want to focus on that perspective because... In that perspective, there are some truths that we find evident in relation to what a daddy's love will do. A mother's love can, can almost be measured by what she says. Because typically, a mother says what she means right. and means what she says. Well, now. But see, a father's love is a different kind of love. Because a, a, a father's love, he might not say very much. That's right. There are many times in my life where I remember father figures who never actually said out of their mouth that they loved me, but I know they loved me by the actions that they took in that's my good. life. That's good, sir. And so an old school daddy may never say that he loves you, but he will demonstrate his love moment by moment, loving you in the same manner that God loves you unconditionally. See, a mother nurtures in love, but a father protects in love. Mm. See, when you get a boo-boo as a child and you fall down and you hurt yourself, you scrape your leg up, or you hit your head on the corner of something, see, you're going to run to mama and mama's going to tend to that wound. She's going to make sure that it's not, you know, the scratches is all dealt with and, and she's going to make sure that you have some ice on the scratch. But see, a daddy is going to say, going to grab you by the patch on the back and say, Y'all be all right. You'll be all right. <laughs> you got to knock this bead on the side of your head. Shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. Yeah, You'll shake be it all off. right. You'll be all right. See, a mother nurtures in love. A father protects in love. See, he wants you to understand that you can't cry every time you fall down. Right. 
Now he might be nervous as well, but we got to call the ambulance. <laughs> but he's never going to, 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 to make you alarmed. He's going to you'll be alright. Sprinkles. See, and in this particular passage, what we are seeing here it, it is a, a daddy moment. We're seeing the, how the daddy deals with his son in, in, in this way. How he deals with him moment by moment. And, and, and as a result of seeing how he deals with his son moment by moment, we are able to then take some things about how God deals with us moment by moment. Can I help you? Here, the first way here that, that, that we realize a daddy's love will show up is that a daddy's love will let you go. A daddy's love will let you, let you go. It's right here in the text. Look, the scripture declares that the younger son said to the father, Father, give me the share of the estate that falls to me. Now, daddy could have kicked up and screamed. Boy, you ain't going nowhere. What's wrong with you? Daddy could have cussed and fussed. I won't cuss or fuss, but he, he could have cussed or fussed. Amen. He could have outright refused this because by right, he shouldn't get his inheritance until there was something to be inherited. Amen. You don't get your inheritance while I'm alive. You get your inheritance when I'm about to die. So by right, he could have denied him his inheritance at that time. Uh, uh, he could have done anything, kicked up and, and, and screamed and said no. But instead, he gave him his portion. He gave him the portion. The scripture says that, that daddy divided his wealth between them. Now watch this. The text goes on to declare that the younger son gathered together his things and went on a journey into a distant country. Now, the, the, I find it interesting. There's one perspective that's missing here. We don't hear about the mother's perspective. Right, right. I, I would have liked to hear about the mama's perspective because I could hear her saying to her son, baby, you're not ready to go. Yes. Can y'all hear her? I hear her say, you ought to think about what you do yes. before, you, before you go out here and do it. You go kill I can hear her saying, are you sure about this? Yes. Is this really what you, what you want to do? I can imagine that, that she was getting on daddy's nerves too. Why are you going to let him do this to himself? He don't need this. I can imagine them uh, this being the cause of arguments and fussing and, and fighting in their house. All the more reason for daddy to say, here, you want your stuff? Here you go. Here. Hurry up and go. Amen. See, a daddy's love would let you go. Mama might have wanted to nurture him and, and make sure he was up, but, but daddy would have said, Bye. Amen. See, a daddy's love will let you go, knowing that you are not ready because he figures that life could teach you, life could show you better than he could tell you about it. A daddy's love is like the love of a gentleman. See, he loves you and he wants you to love him. But one thing about it, he will not require of you anything that you are unwilling to do. So if you desire to go, a daddy's love will let you go. And by the end, in the end, he re you'll realize and recognize that what daddy did was absolutely tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. Is there anybody in here 
who might not understand why you feel alone in a situation and a circumstance that you're all by yourself. But sometimes mm. we ask things of God that we do not wait for the answer for. And instead of fighting us about that situation or that circumstance, God goes in and says, Here, this is what you want. Okay. Here it is. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. You, you, you want this? You sure you want it? Doesn't even put up a fight about it. Why? Because you asked for it. That'll preach. We want it, we get it. Now we can't get rid of it. We desire it. It's ours. What now? Boom. And, and we aspire for it. it. It belongs to us. But what's next? And now we're looking for God to come and fix the mess that we made of our own situation. But God has exhibited the love of a daddy and he has let you go. Look at somebody and say, God, let me go. Oh God, y'all don't like this kind. Come on, Doc. But, but God has exhibited the love of a daddy. He's let you go. But I got good news for you today. Because not only will a daddy's love let you go, but a daddy's love will wait till you come to your senses. <laughs> Daddy knew he wasn't ready for his inheritance, and by virtue of that fact, that by virtue of the fact that he asked for his inheritance prematurely, but Daddy did not try to talk him out of it because he knew that he had to come to a place in himself where he recognized he had made a mistake. And see, the scripture declares that the younger son gathered everything together, went on his journey into a distant country, and that he squandered. His estate. Look at somebody say loose living. Oh, God. In in other words, all of the son's inheritance was gone by doing whatever it is that he wanted to do. If he wanted to party, he partied. If he wanted to dance, he danced. If he wanted to drink, he drank. If he wanted to pay for woman, he paid for woman. But 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 after a while, the text declares and decrees over the wayward son's life that he came to his senses. Yes, Lord. Look, after money started looking funny. Yeah. See, God, oh, God, 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 God. yes, yes, sir. He came to his strange. senses. Yes, sir. After change started, started looking, looking strange. strange. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He came to, to himself. Mm. After his daughters made him want to that's good, Doc. I ain't got that one. That, that was good. To his senses. Yes, Lord. And coming into his senses, he thought to himself, how many of my father's hired men have more than enough bread, but I'm dying here with hunger. See, I know I'm not worthy of being his son again because I've taken my inheritance and I've squandered it out there, but, but I wonder would I be willing, would he be willing to have me as his servant? Maybe not as his son, but maybe as his servant, he'll take me back. That's good. See, watch this. And a, and a daddy's love will wait for you to come to your senses. See, a mama wants to nurture you back to life from whatever situation that you are in. But a daddy's love will make you hit rock bottom so that you, when you have to climb your way back out of it, you will appreciate what you had in the first place. Yeah. Who am I talking to? See, somebody in this place has had to hit rock bottom because you've spent your time and your talents and your efforts and your resources 
trying to do whatever it is that you wanted to do. You did everything that you was big enough and bad enough and bold enough to do. Some of us made fast money. Some of us, like this man, was living loosely. And some of us simply did whatever it is that we decided to do when we decided to do it. But then we hit that rock bottom moment. Our money was gone. Our family had left us. Our, our passion was extinguished. Our dreams were deferred. And, and we came to our senses. See, I thank God that we have a daddy named Jesus who's willing to wait till we come to our senses. Who's willing to allow us to hit rock bottom so that we never have to do it again. Who is willing to reach way down to pick us back up again. Dust our backs off and, and help us live right. Where are my rock bottom folks at? Do I got any rock bottom folks? People who had to hit rock bottom in order to make it back to where you are today. You've been homeless before. You've been helpless before. You've been without something that you needed before. You've been without transportation before and didn't have enough money for bus fare. I wish I had some rock bottom folks in here. See, a daddy's love will let you go. And a daddy's love will, will, will wait till you come to your senses. The third thing that we see in the text, a daddy's love will embrace you back. A daddy's love will embrace you back. Right here in verse 20. Verse 20, it says, the scripture declares that while he was still a long way off, his father saw him, felt compassion for him, ran and embraced him and kissed him. But the prodigal son replied to his father, I have sinned against heaven and your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, quickly, bring out the best robe. Look at your neighbor say the best robe. Put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet. And bring the fattened calf. Kill it. And let us eat and celebrate. For the son of mine, this son of mine, was dead and has come back to life again. He was lost and now he's been found. See, a daddy's love will embrace you back. Even when you don't feel worthy of the embrace. Even when you don't feel worthy of what it is that you're asking of God. He'll, he'll embrace you back in. He'll accept you back into the fold. And I find it interesting that a robe was waiting for the boy. Think about that. There was a robe already pressed, washed, and waiting. And then there was a ring available to be placed on his finger. Look at somebody say it's a setup. It's a setup. It's a setup. See, daddy was hoping and wishing all along that his son would return home. And while he was out doing whatever he was bold enough to do, while he was out doing everything that he was big and bad enough to do and selfish enough to do, Daddy was preparing for his return. Daddy had a robe ready set up for him. Daddy had a ring sitting there that was ready for him. And when he saw him down the street, he said, I knew that boy would be back. And not only did he allow him to come back home. It says that daddy ran yeah. Yeah. to meet him. Oh, 
Oh, somebody ought to be shouting right now. See, the good news to the believer is believers in this house today is that because you have a daddy who loves you so much, he is preparing for your return. Even when you fall down by the wayside, even when he lets you go and do whatever it is that you want to do, he, he's still waiting right here. He's got a robe freshly pressed waiting for you. He's got a ring waiting to put on your finger. All you've got to do is come to your Talk, Doc. You have a daddy who will let you go. You have a daddy that will wait till you come to your senses. But you ought to be glad today that when you do come to your senses, you also have a daddy that will embrace you back. A daddy that will run to you faster than you can run back to him. A daddy that loves you enough that while you were yet in sin and shame, he was arranging for you to abide with him. A daddy's love will also remind you what he's already done. I like this part. See, it's right here in the text. That while the father was busy preparing for the celebration of the prodigal son, his other son, the older son, was in the field throwing a temper tantrum. Talk, dot, dot, talk. I can't believe this. Oh, this is about to be good. The scripture declares that he became angry and was not willing to go into the celebration of his brother. And so daddy gets word of what's going on and he goes out in love. He, he, he hears what's going on with the behavior. Says, Let me go out here and see what's happening with this boy. I just got one right now. Right, right. I'm here with another. Like a pastor. So he's out in the field throwing a temper tantrum, rolling around on the ground, kicking his feet, acting upon food. So daddy gets rid of the behavior. He gets out there and he says, Listen, your, your, son, your, your brother's back home. I want you to come in. I want you to join the party. Just come in and join the party. I don't want to join the party. I'm not joining the party. That will be us. Here I am. I, I, I've been walking with you and talking with you. Mm-hmm. I, I've been doing whatever it is that you ask me to do. Here I am working in the field right now. Trying to preserve your legacy. And you have not even killed the old nasty goat for me. Teach him. Let alone a fatty cat. Yet this greasy, grimy joke. The one who you raised, but he turned his back on you. And all of those principles that you taught him, he turned his back on you. That, that, that nasty, filthy son of yours. You the one who, who would rather sleep with prostitutes and hang out with vagabonds than be here with you. You're no good, unappreciative, selfish son. Talk, dog. He leaves you high and dry. Comes yeah. back begging for your help. And then you throw him a pie. Oh, the, the, the son who stayed there, he was he was indignant. Hot, hot. Downright contrary to what his dad had 
what's doing? And in that moment, I can imagine Daddy <laughs> stringing himself up a little bit. I, I can imagine his heartbeat. Y'all can't. Yeah. This boy, the loss is mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. His chest tightened up. Right? Who is this boy talking to? Yeah. And see, he 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 could have he could have dealt with that another way, but yeah. I like how he yeah. deals with this. Uh-huh. See, he could have led with his emotions. Again, he could have cussed and fussed, but instead, he he. He, he, he remembers the compassion that he had for one son. Right, right. right. And then he deals with this son with the same compassion. Uh-huh. Come on, that's good. See, so instead of responding the way he could have responded, he simply reminds his son of what he's already done for him. Yes, yes, yes. Well, what has he already done, McCoy? I'm glad you asked that question. Right here, verse 12. Look at verse 12. Verse 12. The text reads that the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of a state that falls to me. And then the scripture declares, so he, the father, divided his wealth between them. Uh-huh. Right. Yep. Right there. Some of y'all missed that. It says the father yeah. divided right. his wealth yeah. Yeah. between Don't them. Both of them. That's good. This means that he did not just give the younger son his inheritance, but the son who stayed behind was given his inheritance as well. So when he throws a temper tantrum down in verses 28 to 30, and daddy responds with poise and grace in verse 31, son, you've always been with me. All that is mine is yours. He's not saying that everything that I own is available to you. No, he's not saying that. What he's saying is, I've already given you all that I have. I've already given to you everything that is yours. That's good. What was mine is now yours. What belonged to me now belongs to you. And see, isn't it funny to know that the son spent his entire life trying to get from his daddy that which his daddy had already given to him. Yeah. Oh, I'm preaching way better than y'all saying amen. Yeah. He, yeah, he's you trying are. to get from his daddy the, the, the goat and the, the things. You're trying to get a goat that already belongs. Boy, you're you talking the good. Calf, but the fatty calf was already yours. Yes! That's good. See, thanks be to God that a dad is love who reminds you what he's already done. Yeah. Daddy tells him, you already own all of this. You already own the calf and you own the goat. You already own the house and you own the land. You already own the field and you own the yield. Everything you want from me, it already belongs to you. Yes, Somebody needs to get this because you spent your entire life trying to get from God what God has already given to you. He's already given you salvation. He's already given you a relationship. He's already given you access to a way maker and a miracle worker. God has already given you all that you need. And so my assignment today, my assignment today is to remind you that 
what you what you need, what you are looking for from God, it already belongs to you. Look at somebody say it already belongs to me. If you really believe that, I dare you to shout hallelujah right now. Yeah, he's already made a way for you. He's already made peace for you. He's already given you joy. He's already given you understanding through the Holy Ghost. He's already given you love. He's already given you happiness. He's already given you healing. He's already extended the way of grace through his word. It may not look like it, but it's already done. Yes. What you're looking for, you already got. It may not feel like it. Yeah. But it's already done. Yeah. It may not seem like it. Yeah. But it's already done. Anybody in here know that that is love? The kind of love that a daddy would have. Yes. He's already given it to you. He's already given it to you. So, when you go back and look back over your life. Yes, sir. When you think about what a daddy is, love is willing to do. What a daddy love is. What a daddy's love is willing to do for you. You can think clearly where God might have let you go. But he was willing to wait till you came to your senses. Yeah. In order to give you what he already gave you. <laughs> so that you would realize and recognize that what you need, you already got. It. You already got it. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you, God. For a daddy's love. God, we thank you for a love. A love unconditional. A love that may seem hard at times. But we recognize that it's only for our good and for your glory. Father, we thank you right now for your word and your way, God. We thank you for giving to us out of the abundance of who you are. God, we're like a bad child who's asked for their inheritance early. But God, you were faithful enough to give it to us. And though we've squandered it, you've embraced us back into your home, back into your fold, back into your family. And so God, we thank you today. We're grateful, Father. We're grateful, Father. We're grateful. We're grateful. We don't deserve it. We don't deserve to be your sons, God, but you've allowed for that through your son, Jesus Christ. And God, help us to be the faithful servants that you desire us to be. God, we thank you. We count it done. We count it joy. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Come on, give God another hand.